Hello again, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. This is episode 44, and hoo-hoo-hoo, baby, do we have a good one for you guys this week. I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. Bruce, sadly, we are not in person this week, but man, thank God we got to do it last week, but I think you're right. I think this might be one of our best episodes yet. Oh, wow. What a tease. This is like Dave teasing uh, Proudest Monkey and then just going straight into Satellite or something. (laughs) Which he did. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did. But yes, sadly, we are not in person. We are back at our respective homes. I'm in Florida, where the band actually is. Um, And Nolan is is NNC, where the band was. And Nolan, that actually leads me. um, Do you have a beverage for the evening? Bruce, you know what? I actually do. Yes. Um, this is, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it is called uh, an I-10 West Coast IPA. Somebody <laughs> just left it at my house, and uh, yes, it is delicious. Yes, that is actually a uh, Florida beer there, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll crack one of those later for reasons we'll speak of later. But I also (laughs) have a little gem here. And, oh, yeah, this one is a Charlotte beer, Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's called Carolina Cobbler Peach. It's a Berliner Weiss-style ale with peach, vanilla, cinnamon, graham crackers, and lactose. Lactose, excuse me, from Divine Barrel Brewing there in Charlotte. Cheers to our guy, Chip. Um, It was great to tailgate with you, but he brought some of these, and I took a couple home. So we have a North Carolina beer to start our uh, North Carolina opening weekend review. Mm, Man, we have flip-flopped. That is amazing. You've got the NC beer. I've got the Florida beer. Mm. And right now as we're recording, the band is playing. In Florida, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, they're down in Tampa. They're down in Tampa. But yeah, Nolan, we need to get right into this weekend. We have so much to unpack. I mean, we the last time we spoke to everybody was on Thursday, um, the night before the shows. Mm-hmm. And we talked about your co-worker yeah. running into Dave Matthews we did. Uh, somewhere in the Raleigh area. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the only uh, Duke University employee that ran into Dave. Now, was he? <laughs> Bruce, he was not. Thankfully, Reagan, great friend of the podcast, uh, was not the only person to meet Dave. My son met Dave, Bruce. Yes, Jude met Dave along with me, and uh, it was a magical moment. So let me let me just dive right into it. Um, Reagan uh, ran into Dave hiking in the area. Won't get into the details respect the man's privacy um but you know he was like you got to come out here you got to come out here i'm like no no that'd be too weird not gonna do that um so that was earlier in the week like we mentioned last week on the on the episode um but friday you know i'd taken the day off work um in preparation of the show and tailgating and all that jazz and had some spare time in the morning and thought you know hey jude get it uh, let's go, let's go for a hike, maybe around that, that same area that Reagan ran into Dave. And, uh, yeah, we've been hiking for about 45 minutes to an hour. And my little man was, uh, 
getting tired. We had turned around and we're about done and probably like 20 yards from the end of the trail. And sure enough, Jude starts trying to like run off the trail and I'm trying to wrangle him. And I look up and Dave Matthews is turning the corner, jogging at us and, uh, still couldn't believe it, even though I know knew uh, Reagan had run into him, but it's a little shocking, uh, just to see a person you have idolized like your whole life <laughs> running at you. But, uh, it was pretty awesome. We both said, Hey, uh, how's it going? Good, good. You good. And he was running, going to keep going. And, uh, I was like, man, this is my chance. I gotta, I gotta get a picture or something. So I threw in a, uh, you ready for tonight? And he started laughing. He was like, I hope so. I better be. And he kept going. I was like, for that split second, I'm like, man, if I don't stop and ask for a pick, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. And I said, Dave, I really hate to bother you, but would you mind taking a picture with us? And he said, yeah, sure. And turned did around. You, did you actually hate it? Uh, I did not. But I will say, <laughs> I, I'm not normally the person to do something like that, to stop somebody. I'm like, eh, they're, they're another person, too. Just leave them be. But in this moment, I was like, nah, this, this has to happen. And uh, I'm just thankful he was so nice about it, as nice as can be. And um, his buddy that was with him, I think it was Dave's trainer, uh, was like, yeah, I'll take it. Give me your phone. And... So I give him my phone, and Dave's walking up and says, hey. And I'm like, "Uh, Dave, this is my son, Jude. He said, hey, Jude, I love that name. That's a great name. And I'm like, Jude, can you say hi to Dave? And Jude's looking at Dave. Dave's looking at Jude. I'm looking at both of them, and Jude just looks at him and goes, no. And (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Anyone with a toddler knows no is the favorite word. And so Jude told Dave no. And Dave thought it was hilarious and started cackling. And actually got a couple of picks, one with Dave looking at Jude. And then the next one, Dave, like, open mouth laughing that Jude told him no. And then (laughs) we got, like, an actual great pick of um, all three of us looking at the camera and smiling and uh, told him good luck tonight. I appreciate you thank you so much. He said, thanks. Appreciate you too. And went back on his jog. And that was how we started the opening weekend of the tour, Bruce. And just (laughs) couldn't have written it up any better. I mean, you really couldn't have. That is, that's such a great story. And um, kudos for you for keeping it in your pants and not mentioning the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Great job. You didn't fanboy too hard. No. you know, and Jude played hard to get. You had you had coached him up well. Yeah. Um, just that's so cool. And <laughs> yeah, that's when you sent me the picture that morning. I was so mad, um, but just stunned. Also not stunned. And yeah, that was really really cool. And like you said, you can't really start the weekend off too much better than that no um i mean what a high to start that day and what a day it became yeah and just all thanks to jude he's the one that really made it happen and uh (laughs) dave too but um yeah i mean just a picture that we'll have forever and hopefully one day 
I'll be taking Jude to DMV shows, and he can look back on that and think, man, I met Dave one time. So that was uh, that was just incredible. But Bruce, like, as good as that was, it was just as good what happened later this afternoon when we all got together to tailgate. Um, and we got together with the Landsman family. And, man, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, we did um, a few episodes with them and covered kind of uh, Jim's battle with COVID last summer and uh, his survival. And he beat it. And he said, you know, we're going to come to that first show back and hang out with you guys. And he was a, a man and family true to their words. And we met up with them and partied and tailgated with the Landsmans. And it was just such an awesome full circle moment uh bruce it really was and um you know i think it was almost a year to the day of his uh diagnosis and if you guys haven't heard those stories i mean we spoke to the landsman family without jim uh the first time and he was not awake um so they were not sure what was going to happen none of us were and so that was a very riveting and heart-wrenching interview um, but then we had a great conversation with Jim they were fantastic um, I think both of those you can find not only in podcast form but in video form too Nolan I can't remember if we did the first one um, on YouTube as well but I know with Jim we did mm-hmm. um, and you can find that and you can see their smiling faces um, on YouTube as well yep but yeah they told us you know wherever that first show um is going to be if we're going they were going and we kind of called them out on instagram we called their bluff and said hey like can't wait to see y'all there kind of joking um and they bought tickets about 10 minutes after us putting that on our story um (laughs) so it didn't take long and they made it all the way up the i think that the uh kids they drove from florida um the parents flew in from uh from michigan and yeah, Medicine Rally, and we had a big tailgate with a whole bunch of other people as well. It was just a beautiful time. Um, it was a beautiful day, too. I mean, what great weather. But it was a beautiful time there in the lots. Um, we had a big party bus. I mean, it was just, it was fantastic. We all had on Gray Street Podcast t-shirts. Um, and, yeah, Nolan, it was extremely special. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's the most fun I've had in a very long time. And yeah. it just felt so good to feel like we were just at a normal uh dave show man it was god it felt good and you and i hadn't been to one together in uh right around two years and you know we finally i feel like we finally perfected going to a dmv show and it was (laughs) tailgate was just next level i mean we did it right man we had the canopy we had the gray street pod flags flying high all kinds of uh people there from different stages of our lives and then fans of the podcast stopping by which i mean that it was so cool to just hear people who had listened to the episode that we put out the day before Mm -hmm. talking about it with us i mean thank you guys for listening yeah that was absurd um people uh just telling us how much they appreciate it no we appreciate you guys i mean thank you for the kind words and Mm -hmm. stuff but without you know listeners we wouldn't really be continuing to do this we would have talked to each other for a little bit and be like eh, no one no one cares and maybe a lot of people don't care but a lot of people do and Mm -hmm. it was really cool for everyone to come up and be so nice to us um in the lots and at the show nolan i mean i think we 
took several selfies. It was like it was like bizarre oh, yeah. with people. Um, but it was awesome. It was truly, truly awesome. And um, you know, we'll continue to do this not only not for that per se, but to hear the stories of, hey, yeah, um, you know, you guys got me through, you know, the pandemic or like, you know, we had a tough time with my job and I just listened to you guys podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I got away from everything and just listened to a bunch of your episodes and it was awesome. I mean, just all different kinds of stories. Um, and that's like it's humbling, but it's just you just can't believe you're a part of something like that. And I guess that's what this community is all about as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just so great hearing people's stories and just that people care about the podcast. And a special shout out to everyone because I just checked the stats today and we just hit 75,000 downloads. And that's insane to me. I don't think either one of us thought we'd, I mean, do anything close to that ever with the podcast. Um, But, Mm -hmm. man, thank you to everyone for listening uh, for stopping by and saying hey at the tailgate, stopping us in the concourse at the, our seats, stopping our friends that were wearing the shirts and asking if they were uh, the <laughs> Bruce and Nolan or to the people who stopped our wives, the Daniels, and we're like, it's the Daniels. It was <laughs> everyone had like a funny story, um, at least one funny story from the show about something like that happening. And uh, man, it was cool. It was, and we still haven't even gotten to live music yet bruce and this this was an insane amount of fun had before uh dmb even took the stage yeah it, it really really was and i know some people will appreciate probably hearing um about the lot scene and all of that other good stuff but yeah you're probably right we need to get into these shows man um and uh, again one more time shout out to the landsmans we actually sat really close to them yeah. um so it was really cool looking back and forth at them during during throughout the show and thanks for the beers um <laughs> no thanks for the amount of inebriation that may have come from those but no just kidding thanks for thanks for all of that that was awesome um but yeah nolan let's go ahead and get into the shows that's what everyone's really here for that's what we traveled for obviously all of that other stuff is what makes this and is what truly is the best part and the most memorable but the show like we have this is our first concert i think it's uh in 500 and like 10 days or something for the band um and Everyone was wondering, what are they coming out with? This, that, and the other. Like, what are they going to play? Um, and I don't know if truly anyone, if I saw anywhere that someone guessed this song was going to open. No, we didn't even mention it once talking about it. No. Uh, 41. Just, I mean, what a great opener, which I don't think either one of us had seen an actual. 41 opener we saw it open an electric set during dmb two sets but hmm. 41 tour opener let's go bruce it was really awesome um dave had his hands in the position um i was kind of thinking it but honestly i was thinking man that's right at that fifth fret it's stone it just in my head i was like stone but i was <laughs> like no that's not how he positions his pinky up you know i was really nerding out trying to figure it out and they were looking at carter Obviously, he's going to start the song. He's not going to start Stone. Um, and boom, 41. And, you know, solid version. I think they were a little a little uh, gun-shy and a little nervous coming out the gates. Um, you know, it, 
wouldn't have a whole lot of re-listen value there, that version. But, uh, I mean, really cool to see a 41 opener. Um, and, you know, obviously after that, they just kind of kept the good vibes and the good songs coming. Oh, yeah. He kind of knew Dave was going to go along with the crowd and do that uh, second verse whale in the first verse. He could just feel it coming. I don't know how he couldn't. I mean, the crowd was so loud. <laughs> like... Don't blame Dave at all for that. It was pretty awesome, honestly. And then he started yeah. doing a little scat to it. But, man, 41 opener followed by Granny. I mean, boom, boom. boom. And then Bruce next was maybe the highlight of the night. Uh, I know a large portion of the crowd probably thought that. But Gray Street in the third slot and including the third verse Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Um, interesting, Dave. You knew that Gray Street Pod was there, and you brought back the corner of Gray Street uh, line there in the song. Mm. Interesting. Not just kidding. Um, but, yeah, third verse returns in the third slot of their return back to uh, live music. That was bananas, and the crowd went bonkers. Yeah. Nolan, um, we might have to just put this part in here for the heck of it. That was really, really cool. And then, Nolan, um, we get a little curveball with a new song that wasn't necessarily new by name because Dave had mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we had no idea what to expect. Um, Walk Around the Moon came waltzing around um, in the four slot here. Yeah, and I mean, we knew it was a new song um, based on a few things David said earlier, um, and I believe he said it was the best song he'd ever written, and not sure that's the case, but we both really liked it, and Dave, <laughs> did, uh, Dave did say that it was the first song um, that he wrote during this writing session for the new album where one of his buddies was like, damn you gotta call carter and like work on this man because this is legit and i i really liked it um just on first uh like hearing it live it was it was cool um i think david mentioned before there was a walk in the woods with unintended consequences uh that stemmed from maybe eating some magical mushrooms so i liked I like the uh, the mushrooms growing on the screens in the background in the woods. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and he definitely alludes to it a lot during the song. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole red dress with polka dots, a little red and white. Uh, sounds like a mushroom to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Um, and how could I go to bed? I think I'll take a walk around the moon instead. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about like if if you took some mushrooms, Dave. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I think it's going to be a really good 
um, album song. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see how it sounds in the studio. I didn't think that they really hit it in Raleigh. Um, it's gotten better. I listened to Charlotte, and I think I listened to the Atlanta version today, and it's definitely better, um, which makes perfect sense. You're not going to nail it on the first time you play it live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some potential, too. That outro is really, really catchy. Um, and, you know, we really enjoyed that Mr. Jeff Coffin was on the flute, which is a rare sight, and that was cool as well.
Yes, Yef on the Yaz flute. That was <laughs> very enjoyable. And yeah, I, I agree with you. It like it seems like it would be a very airy song on the album. Uh, kind of, I'm just picturing a vintage DMB feel with just a lot of room to work with um, mm-hmm. in the studio on that one. And yeah, I, it's been stuck in my head. I I like it. It's a solid. Uh, a solid debut and i think one of their better uh new song debuts that they've had in in a while um at least since 2016 i would say um but yeah that was that was pretty cool so you know um really solid start to the show and then bruce we have consecutive liberations upon us oh don't talk hold on hold on hold on, hold on. whoa 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 we can't skip over what I thought may have been the best part of the show, which was the Nancy's into Warehouse. Oh. That was really, really solid um, and kept the good vibes going, obviously. Um, so those are, don't sleep on those versions. I thought that those were really good. They were great. Um, Do You Remember was in there. Minarets also, which is always good to see. And then, yes, Nolan, go into these three consecutive liberations because they kind of sort of popped up a little bit out of nowhere slightly not so much but they were all three really enjoyable yes now it's time for the liberations uh which were some of my highlights i love the nancy's in the warehouse was very strong i'm a fan of do you remember minarets always yes 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 um and then a highlight is actually when we uh went on a bathroom beverage break uh sweet when we saw that it was not one of the new ukulele songs, we thought, okay, time to take a little break. And uh, when we got back, they had added a nice little uh, Tim and Buddy jam there at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded really nice. I mean, that was probably the best version of Sweet that has ever occurred. And shocking to me that Sweet had not been played in eight years. Could not believe that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really, really enjoyed that. And I think that that's something that they'll play with throughout the tour as well. Um, So that'll be cool to hear. Mm -hmm. And then, Nolan, we got another liberation there with Hello Again, one that pretty much everyone, I guess, saw coming or predicted coming. But it's not like it's a, you know, played. It's not played a lot. Um, So it's not, you know, something that you would truly expect, but just because of the moment and the night um, you know, that seemed like a uh, no-brainer, and it was a great, great version. That was awesome to see. And then another great version was another liberation there with So Damn Lucky, and that sort of came out of nowhere. I definitely wasn't sure to expect it. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I predicted it or anything, but the, um, the song was fantastic. We loved the song, and then obviously the end there um, with the uh, thank you, I guess, chance. Uh, that, was, uh, that worked out. That worked out well. Yeah, and uh, that actually makes for three consecutive liberations, which the band had never done before. Uh, they've uh, liberated two songs consecutively a handful of times, but never three in a row. So a little bit of DMB history there for us in Raleigh. Wow. And uh, yeah, you know, when So Damn Lucky which is a great song. Um, they got to the end, and you could tell the chants were coming. At first, we were both like, oh, come on. Because if you listen to the pod, you know we do not agree with crowd chants um, in the outros of songs. But 
I think it was so fitting in the the lyrics of thank you with the background of the music being played was just like perfect and in person it was just like a great great moment and obviously we chanted along and it was awesome and the band loved it and man it just made everyone feel good that portion of it and following up that was another little bit of some crowd chanting with every day a <laughs> yeah. uh, crowd singing along to that one which you know I always enjoy every day um, but Bruce I think we called what well, was going to happen we next. did not you definitely did you had texted uh, you know I wonder if Branford would uh, come <laughs> guest on uh, on um, Friday and I was like, no, no way, dude. They're not doing any guests for the first show back. That's just going to be the band. Like, there's just no way. I mean, and I truly believe that. But I was dead wrong. Nolan was spot on. Here comes Branford Marsalis, um, and Duh. just on another just fantastic version of Lover Lay Down. And anytime that he graces the stage, the other two horn members normally kind of take a step back do a bunch of pictures of him some videos mm-hmm. and they're pretty much in awe of the guy and i don't blame them no don't blame them at all and we actually saw these both of these tunes played in raleigh 2015 with branford um so i i thought if he came out he might play on something different but when he came out on lever i thought okay it's either what would you say or jimmy next and uh, we got what would you say and they were both great and, but this is going to be the first time in the in this episode that we mention the mix just seemed a little off. Uh, one on the SiriusXM broadcast, it did not sound great. Two um, in the amphitheater, I thought I thought Dave and Carter and Fonz sounded incredible, and they were loud very loud i thought everyone else seemed very turned down and uh you know it, it wasn't the easiest to hear the horns yeah it, re- it really really wasn't it was kind of bizarre um you know i don't really know what was going on but yeah i think we noticed it that night um you also noticed it the second night i didn't notice it as much i did notice the horns being turned down but um i thought that the sound was better the second night in charlotte but yeah it was wasn't great there mm-hmm. in raleigh for whatever reason, and I did listen to some of the uh, SiriusXM stream on the SiriusXM app today, and uh, yeah, I honestly just turned it off and went over to listen to uh, listen to the songs in the DMB Hub app because it was the taper pool sounded better mm-hmm. than the XM from the soundboard. I don't know what they're doing on the mixing, but um, I mean, honestly, like I don't really want to tell people how to do their jobs, but. You guys need to do better than that. That was not good. The mixing was terrible. <laughs> the levels were awful. Um, and it wasn't enjoyable. And people mm-hmm. all over the place were complaining about it. So, you know, maybe they'll fix it for next week. But And it's not because it's broadcast over satellite radio. Yeah. Like, we get we get it. You lose quality that way. This was the mixing was bad. Um, so, figure it out, folks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get off... 
Yeah, there were a lot of complaints about it. I mean, anybody who listened to it, I think, yeah, <laughs> had a problem with it. It was just all over the place. I didn't, I didn't really get that at all. I mean, <laughs> they've been doing it for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's get it together. Band got it together for Bayou uh, a little bit. Bayou was next, and then another new full band debut of the Ocean and the Butterfly with. Mr. Stefan Lassard on mm-hmm. acoustic bass. Um, Jeff playing a few nice little sax lines dancing around the song, but otherwise I thought they, the full band didn't add a whole lot um, other than the song seemed a lot a lot more slower than uh, Dave's solo yeah, version. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was just a little, you know, um, jazzy yeah, 50s uh, dance with your gal kind of sounding song. Um, and it was really, yeah, it was really short. I was really surprised at how little the band added, but I did like the fills that were being provided by Jeff and Rashawn. Um, but yeah, I was, I was hoping for a little more, but it is what it is. Um, that's fine. And, um, you know, we are rounding out the set here. They played die trying and stay to close. Um, so that was fine. Yeah, that was solid. Um, and then Nolan, a little Dave solo singing from the windows to open the encore. We all knew that this was going to be coming. Um, I was a little disappointed the band didn't play with him, but I kind of understand it. Um, and I don't even know. I don't think Dave could uh, could get through the song, Nolan. No. Um, reports are out there that Dave was pretty emotional um, singing this one. And, you know, he had a really nice message before the song. I hope uh, if the last year was a struggle, however it was, the last eight, you know, 16 months of uh, whatever the hardships you might have had um, uh, in all this crazy time everybody seemed, seems like everything went crazy I hope that we can remember that uh, we're only here one time and, and we should try and find ways to love each other and look after each other rather than hate on each other and I hope that you uh, I hope you got something out of this experience, but anyway, it's nice to be with you all again, and thank you very much for spending your evening with us. I mean, seemed like a lot of people were getting choked up with that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a difficult year and a half, and um, man, I, I think it's a great song for Dave to play in the E1 slot. I, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy with that, and uh, yeah, then we had a great encore following that, Bruce. Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, Pantala Rapunzel and then Why I Am. Um, Why I Am is always, always a really good song. And I see that it just closed in Tampa as well. So we are now four for four Big Whiskey songs and two of the exact same Big Whiskey songs <laughs> closing these shows. Anyways, um, but yeah, we had Why I Am to close. Uh, fun show. It was a great first night back. Um, you know, I think may have wanted a little bit more... Um, here and there, but it was overall very, very solid. Band sounded great. Um, they were obviously just, you know, running on a high there. Tons of energy, mm-hmm. and the crowd uh, had a ton of energy as well, Nolan. Um, but here we go. We are one show down, but we knew we had one more to go, and it is on to Charlotte. Yes, and Bruce, I knew. We were tired after Raleigh. I figured the band was going to be a little tired after Raleigh, and reports confirm that, yes, they were. And you could tell a little bit in Charlotte, it was a much slower 
show. Uh, the energy was there at the beginning with uh, with Seek Up. What a great opener. Everyone was grooving Carter, like, just absolutely shined during this uh, version. And I feel like Carter, Carter really, he cut loose um, a little bit more than he did the night before. And uh, what a way to get the night going. Oh, yeah. Um, that's something that I noticed in Rally. I was kind of trying to pay attention to it, but I don't think I did a great job of it. Um, but I thought that Carter was a little more subdued, but not in, not in, uh, not in Charlotte. I mean, holy smokes, he came out swinging. The band came out swinging. That Seek Up is definitely worth a re-listen there. Really, really great way to start the show. It wasn't really something that I had on my radar either. I just not really thought about the song, I guess, uh, for whatever reason. But it was um, that was a ton of fun. I think it was about a 16 or 17 minute version there, and um, really, really good and great stuff from Carter. Um, stuff that that was vintage, vintage Carter Beaufort. Yeah, it really was. I thoroughly enjoyed that and. I'll make a, an observation here with, um, we didn't mention it about night one, but the band is coming out earlier than they ever have before, um, at least in the last two decades. Um, they came out at 7.45 both nights um, around there, and uh, I thought Seek Up was a good way, a long, you know, 17-minute version, uh, kind of give the crowd some time to trickle in because there were a lot of empty seats um you know tickets say 7 30 and you got the warehouse email and then posts on social media like the band is not going to be waiting on latecomers like they're ready to go and um sure enough yeah they played it uh came out at 7 45 both nights um so heads up if you're going to shows get in there early be at your seat by 7 30 or you'll regret it <laughs> uh next up we saw another liberation, Bruce. When the world ends, and um, kind of a a fitting song. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed seeing "When the World Ends." It's the exact same every time, um, but that is cool. And it had not been played in three years, so that's a, that was a little surprising. And uh, speaking of songs that don't hardly ever change, "Satellite" was next with a little proudest tease in between there. Um, that makes me mad. I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to listen. Yeah, according to the Almanac, I, mean, I don't know. He could have just been strumming. I mean, it's the first same note as Satellite, so I, I don't know, Almanac. Mm, good point. I'm going to have to get on you guys, but they're probably right. I haven't listened to the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the next song, Bruce, is maybe my highlight of the night, uh, or one of them, because it was a song that you and I had never seen performed live before, and that was Sweet Up and Down, and... We've been chasing this one for a long, long, long time. In fact, it took you 51 shows to see it, uh, and mm-hmm. me 49. So we went to a combined 100 shows of not seeing Sweet Up and Down. So there we go. They did it for us. And since it's only a uh, four minute, 19 second version, it felt longer. And Carter cut loose again on this one. It was awesome. It really, really was. I mean, there's nothing really to say there other than it was a fantastic version. There were no flubs. It didn't seem like to me. Um, They nailed it, and it's something that they need to be playing more often. I mean, the band was on point on Sweet Up and Down, and I was really, really excited to see it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was so good, man. They they crushed it. Everybody absolutely nailed it. And that's one thing I noticed about all of the or the two about the two shows is the band sounded like pretty tight, especially in Charlotte. Um, it may not have been our favorite uh, show setlist wise, but even though it wasn't, the band was on point. They sounded great, and um, they followed sweet up and down with so much to say into bridge into too much. I was hoping we'd get that uh, over the weekend, and we did early on in yep. Charlotte. And that kind of uh, like kept the energy up for the first like quarter of the show, which I think was important. And um, then things kind of took a turn, and the show slowed down for a while after that. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way. Um, you know, Walk Around the Moon, cool, they're going to play it. Uh, you and me, uh, never really am yearning to hear that. It's fine. The crowd loves it, so that's okay. Um, then You Never Know, Nolan, which is, oh. I mean, you never know. It's going to always be good. I do know that it's going to always, always be awesome. Um, and so that was fantastic to see. Um, we, I mean, that was, that and Sweet Up and Down, I think, were our two big, yes, moments of the night sort of thing oh absolutely Um, and bruce let me jump in here one i'm gonna say that sure you know although dave says walk around the moon is the best song he's ever written uh i would argue (laughs) that you never know is or at least top five i think it is one of dave's masterpieces and just yeah watching him watching him perform it and going through the progressions of chords and different like sections of the song is mind-blowing to me because it just all meshes in to one and to pull that song off it takes some serious serious talent obviously dave's got it since he wrote it but like that song blows me away huh. every single time and bruce we have seen the only two you never knows that have been played in charlotte oh wow well that's pretty awesome and yeah. that's really unfortunate that charlotte's only gotten two <laughs> um Wow, well, great stat there. That is, that's hard to believe, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, is what it is. That seems to happen sometimes with some of their best songs, yeah. which is uh, it's a Travis Shem mockery. <laughs> um, but you, you know, after that, um, again, you know, slowing down with "Where Are You Going." It was actually a nice version. Dave did some nice speaking before that. They had a. Uh, some good ambiance by Tim and Stefan in the background while he was talking and then went into that. That song's always the same. It's fine. I liked it. Um, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Squirm, you know, we saw the red guitar and I like all three-ish songs that are played on the red guitar. Um, I feel like I've seen Squirm way more than the others. So yeah. I was a little bit like, eh, come on. But this was a fantastic version of Squirm. Uh, they nailed it as they kind of do they just really really play that song well um it wasn't necessarily what we wanted to see but you know as it gets into it it's like all right this is pretty good yeah it's it's a funny it's a funny thing that song like you see the red guitar and you get excited because you think it's shotgun or idea of you and then (laughs) every time it's squirm and you're like there's a little bit of like damn squirm again and then the song gets going and you're like yep yeah okay yeah squirm again it's awesome and yeah, it delivers it does and it's one of the best songs off big whiskey um i would argue that and, and Nolan, i'm gonna hot take it real quick it, it might be i mean honestly especially these days um with how 
shotgun went downhill after 06 ish mm-hmm. um i it's probably a better song than shotgun now um but i'd still rather see shotgun um but i think that the band would maybe perform squirm better these days now you give me an 06 or like seville 06 shotgun and you're gonna you know squirm can die um but I think these days it may actually be a better song. Um, I'm not really sure because we don't really see Shotgun anymore, so I don't really have anything to compare it to, but just a, just a thought. Yeah, I'm about to come at you like a spider monkey through this microphone. <laughs> Good. Do it now. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I never thought I would hear Bruce say that he'd rather hear Squirm over Shotgun because it's better. Mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, What's wrong with me? I, I can kind of see where you're coming from there, but yes, it is. It's probably the best song off of off of Big Whiskey. I would say that and YM and um, Hey, those were the only two Big Whiskey songs we saw um, up to that point, and they didn't play any more the whole rest of the weekend, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> you, you missed you and me. We had seen you oh, and me. Damn but... it, you're right. Yeah, but we were about to see a lot more because um, that went. They did a segue. I I told Nolan I was like, man, they need to segue out of Squirm. Um, like it's just a, such a good song to segue out. Long outro. Sure enough, too. here comes Dave. Start. Yeah, start strumming. Um, and it was funny the way it is. And just no, that's not not what I meant, uh, Dave. But I mean, you know. That song just, it, it is what it is. It's its funny the way that it is. Um, <laughs> and it's fine, but not what we were really pulling for. And then, Nolan, we got uh, we got Stefan's song that he wanted. Yes, yes. In the pregame interview with Ari Fink, legend of the game. Come on the pod, Ari. Uh, let's talk shop. Um he asked Fonz, "What did you? Uh, what are some deep cuts that you want to hear? What's some songs that you don't play a whole lot that you want to see bust out on the tour?" And you know, Fonz, who just got done saying he practiced before these crowded streets the most during the pandemic, says, "I want to see Lying in the Hands of God make a return uh, because of what Buddy does at the end." And I think that was uh, scoured the boards a little bit, did some did some research. Um, Survey says that was not the correct song to say, Fonz. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was shocked that he said that. Fonz is always like the man, and like yeah. uh, it just seems like a. Ari even called him a DMB super fan. Like Fonz is one of us, one of us, and I was shocked by that. Uh, I'm sure Norlander was pretty pleased. He. He has a thing for lying in the hands of God, and that is fine because it is incredible on Big Whiskey. I remember uh, when it first came out, that was like, yes, Tim on acoustic, let's go. Uh, but I don't know if maybe we're just scarred from uh, from the 17-minute version in Seville 2010, um, but I don't know. It's not my favorite live song, and... Um, Dave does some cool stuff, though, at the end with the American Baby intro. Um, He, like, really got into it. And I was like, dude, you are going to blow your voice out. Like, please stop. Rob is probably very mad at you. Cut it out. (laughs) I was mad at him, so probably. 
yeah, I just I, enough of that. Like, I mean, sure, it's it's a it's a good song on the album. Um, it's a fine song live. Wasn't what that show needed at the time, um, and just kind of. I don't know. I don't know if it put like a little sour. That funny in Hands of God back to back with Squirm before it and Where Are You Going before that just that wasn't what the the you know what we had ordered from the chef there. <laughs> um, but whatever, because next was pretty damn good. Nolan with Raven. Um, yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's one of their better songs too. Um, that one was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think Buddy is pretty good on it. Jeff obviously really good on it. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if you have more to say about Raven. I, I don't. It was it was fantastic. Well, I have a lot to but say. we had a liberation after Raven. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Also, only the second time Raven has been played in Charlotte, and you know, <sighs> Jesus. yeah, crazy. Um, I saw a lot of comparisons for Walk Around the Moon and Raven, and people were saying on the boards like, kind of getting a combo number 27 raven vibe out of walk around the moon i thought that was interesting just throwing that out there Hmm. i kind of i kind of get that but yeah raven one of the highlights of the night for sure um and one of the uh only songs 2000 and before uh that was played because this was a very heavy um 09 and on show um yeah you mentioned liberation next if only from away from the world and if only had not been played full band (laughs) since 2016 so five years on the shelf for that one um you know we kind of talked about it at the time and thought you kind of should probably pick lying in the hands of god or if only and not both um yep certainly not with one song in between um but you know what i I hate if you're listening to this. Um, we still had a great time, and like, yeah, oh yeah, like <laughs> it just wasn't the show that we expected. You know, Dave was mentioning deep cuts in the pregame interview and all that stuff um, before Raleigh, and I guess we just didn't really expect the deep cuts to be like sweet and if, if only. only and lying in the hands of God um, because. If you've been a fan of the band for a long time, those are not deep cuts. Um, you know, we got Sweet Up and Down and You Never Know. And Raven, fantastic. Um, but, yeah. yeah, just, it was not a show that um, we just weren't expecting uh, a lot of these songs to be played, Bruce. And if only it was fine. It was, they did a great a great job on it. Um, just Oh, they... Yeah, I mean, they sounded fantastic as a band. Um, there is no doubt about it. They played extremely well. And, you know, I'll probably enjoy listening to this if only. But it wasn't, again, what, you know, we ordered from the chef sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Um, what what the doctor ordered. Uh, and then you have Seven, which, you know, okay, another big whiskey song. Not really sure why Seven needs to be played in the 16 slot that late in the show. But I guess we needed some energy. You know, it had been a little low energy. Seven gets them back up. And then a a space between, which is, that was a beautiful song. Um, it was played beautifully. I thought it was a really good version. Again, not necessarily what I was wanting to hear there, but it did sound great. Yeah. Nolan? Yeah. 
Um, and kind of the same thing with rooftop for me. Just, you know, it was good. It was solid. It was played the last time we were there in Charlotte yeah. in the two slot. This time it's played right before the set closer. Um, mm-hmm. Another solid version. Another, you know, recent, sort of recent. It's nine years old now. Holy smokes. Wow. Um, but, yeah, another, you know, Away From the World Big Whiskey song there. Uh, but we then we got a set closing Billy's, which, you know, brought the house down. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy's really got the people going. And uh, I will say that I didn't, I noticed during that run that we just went through, I mean, the crowd was not super into it. Um, they got going for you and me, and funny the way it is. I was absolutely floored at the reaction that funny the way it is got. When the song ended, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like the place went bananas. I was like, "What is happening? Did I miss something?" Seriously, I was so confused, and yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get that. But um, yeah, there was a lot, especially during "Lying in the Hands of God" and "If Only." Like everyone around us sat down, and uh, I sat down. I'm getting old. Back to back nights was a little rough, um, but. Oof, you wait for the gorge then, buddy. Oh, man. I cannot wait for the gorge. It's going to be go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just, you know, even our, like our wives after the show were like, man, I didn't really, like, know some of those songs. What, like, what was the deal? So if, you know, if they're picking up on it, you know, a lot of people are, um, with all due respect to them and their DMB knowledge and fandom, uh, you know, they just like were like, huh? That wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of energy in this show, and I did yeah. want to make a note. Sanjay Suchak, um, incredible photographer. He is with the band this tour, um, at every stop, and a uh, friend of the podcast. Shout out Sanjay, and mm-hmm. he he posted a series of pics from the Charlotte show, and they were all, it was like shades of blue. And that is how I would define this show. It seemed like, for the most part, it was like all blue songs that were like very slowed down and just low energy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was because the band was a little tired, um, but I just thought that was kind of like an appropriate post because it 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 just felt that way. That was that was my big takeaway from from that show. But you know, Billy's did get the people going and then we got another uh Dave solo stab at singing from the windows which he nailed. It was beautiful. And then again, got the people going with Don't Drink the Water and yes. we were like, okay, that is a great way to end the show. Like Billy's and Don't Drink the Water basically back to back. Okay, even like Rooftop I thought was really good. Um Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that ended the show, and uh, we went out super super pumped. <laughs> um, we so don't drink the water. Did, does end, and they kind of keep playing stuff, and we're like, oh yes, do it, ants or Halloween or something. Just do something like that. And Dave didn't change guitars, and yeah. that was a little concerning. Um, and he did what 
kind of thought he would do with the drop D guitar. They went into Shake Me Like a Monkey, which no one, I mean, literally, I've never met a person that wants to see that close a show, uh, Nolan, and not close a set, Mm -hmm. not close a full show, uh, not close a gorge weekend, which it did at one point. Dave, um, I apologize for the negativity um, because it's, it does have the energy and all of that good stuff, but when you have twenty plus minutes on the table um, in the encore, and you you know kind of bring out "Shake Me Out," I wasn't feeling that. Um, but we stayed through it, we sang through it, and we did whatever. And we didn't bolt for the gates to get out for Charlotte, which is the worst lot ever to get out oh. of. Um, and we felt the pain afterwards. But um, yeah, it just. Didn't play Ants, and you know we kind of really wanted to see that for the weekend. Um, and Shake Me just wasn't the way that I wanted them to close out the North Carolina run there as a welcome back. And just the six big whiskey song. Um, and, yeah, it was just a, that was a little bit of a uh, bummer. Yeah, I, uh, I'm totally in agreement. I actually, you know, I – I thought I was going to dislike Shake Me more than I did. I actually, like, I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not so bad when they were playing it. Um, they nailed it. They did great. Oh, it it sounded great. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was just like a, like a bonus song that they threw in. Like, why not? Let's play one more. Um, kind of like they did in mm-hmm. Charlotte 2013 when it closed after an epic run. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I... It was just, uh, it was just fine. It was, it was odd that they chose to play six big whiskey songs um, in Charlotte. Like I, going into it, I would have never, ever, ever guessed that. I mean, that's more than they play, like in a new album tour. Um, I just, that was wild to me. I didn't expect it at all. I was expecting more of the, a mix of classics and stuff like honestly, sweet up and down, and you never know, and um, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just interesting. And, you know, again, not to complain, we just, um, maybe had different expectations for the night, still had a great time. Um, obviously getting to hang out and spend time together in person was incredible. Both tailgate nights were awesome. The Raleigh show was like, was so solid and just like the crowd, like loved it. The energy was there big time in Raleigh and, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to be sour about a show when we didn't have live music for so long. And it was, you know, just great being back and knowing that the gorge is on the horizon, um, a little over a month away is like, you know, a nice, uh, a nice thing to look forward to Bruce. Oh man, I I would be disappointed if we didn't have any more shows. So absolutely, it's going to be great to have the Gorge three more shows, Nolan. More than that's more than what we've already seen uh, this year. So yeah, um, we're extremely excited about that. That's going to be amazing, and it was great to be around everyone, uh, the band, uh, just fans that we obviously never even saw or never knew. We could just hear. Um, and feel the energy Um, and it's going to be great to be out at the gorge for the first time too and potentially with the landsman family as well which would be awesome Um, there are rumors in the landsman family camp that they may make an appearance at the gorge Um, so that is 
really, really awesome. Um, yeah, Nolan, but overall, solid weekend, I thought. Um, and it sounded like we complained a lot about Charlotte there. Um, we want to reiterate, we did have a great time. Band sounded fantastic. Looking back on some of the songs and stuff, um, and just kind of the feel that it was, yeah, I think that it was a little bit more... Um, low energy that second night the crowd was there though it was sold out both nights it was sold out it was loud in charlotte but um yeah it got a little you know a little few more lulls than we would have liked um but regardless we had a blast um shout out to the band for coming back for bringing back a lot of really good songs we can't wait to see you know what they continue to bring back well we'll talk about that actually in a second here um about what they've brought back since they left north carolina um and then obviously huge thank you and huge shout out to everyone that stopped by the tailgates or stopped us um you know in line inside the venue at our seats any of that stuff after the show all of that good stuff it was great meeting every single one of you speaking with all of you uh, we gave some of y'all some stickers some of you bought some shirts um, just yeah big shout out and uh, thank you all we we loved it we did it was it was so great um, just to be just to be back and uh, amongst everyone and just doing our thing that you know we had planned on doing uh, last summer and got pushed back a year um, a year to the day for Raleigh and Dave even mentioned that at Raleigh and saying, uh, sorry, we're late. Sorry, we're late by a year, <laughs> um, which was hilarious. But, um, yeah, just an, a great, great weekend and great seeing you and your family meeting Jackson and, <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to Brendan and Claire for making the trip. Absolutely. And to our wives again for putting up with us and for becoming DMB fans because of us. Uh, that means more than they will ever know. And man, now, uh, now we have the gorge to look forward to and plan. If anyone has any tips, uh, please send them our way because you know, we're first timers and we want the full gorge experience. So mm-hmm. hit us up, um, with that and Bruce quickly, uh, the band has played uh, two more shows and just wrapped up another one. Um, they played Alpharetta on Tuesday night in Tampa uh, Wednesday night, um, which is the night we're recording. And, man, uh, those shows had some interesting set lists and some hot, hot starts. Oh, man. They sure did. Um my buddy Luke was at Alpharetta. Shout out Luke. Um, wanted to go to the show with you, buddy. Um, we'll have to make it another time. But you got a fantastic one, especially the start there in Nolan. I mean, it's it's really, really difficult to get a better, you know, first eight, nine-ish song run than what they got here. You, you, you can look back in time and for sure find it, I'm sure. Um, but... You know, when you have warehouse opener, that's always great. We saw a warehouse opener in Atlanta um, in 2016, mm-hmm. which was awesome. So there's warehouse. You had best of what's around tour debut. Grace is gone. You're still chasing it full band tour debut. Mm. One sweet world tour debut. Uh, the stone. Hello. Uh, tour debut right there in the five slot. Mm. Um, I mean, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Welcome to the party. Yeah, I mean, that's just an absurd start to a show and uh, <laughs> throw in another liberation with Dido 
just insane, insane. And then, I mean, more great stuff from Tampa that just wrapped up uh, Tampa, tonight. By the way, but, got uh, a Florida beer right here, Nolan. Okay. Oh. oh. Now, go oh. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, tour debut of So Right, which we love. Followed by tour debuts of The Riff, JTR, Song That Jane Likes, Typical Situation, All in a Row. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that is good, good stuff. And uh, Can't wait to listen. Bruce, we mentioned earlier that YIM closed uh, the Tampa show. We jumped the gun on that. We did. Stay actually closed. So we got a bonus song there, which I'm, I'm appreciating um, the number of songs in the encores. Uh, that has been pretty awesome by the band um and yep. probably something they're doing because they have been starting earlier so you know that is great we'll go more into depth on these shows uh next week i know this episode's going a little long and the focus was north carolina our home state and uh bruce man it was some sweet sweet hanging with you yeah, it was fantastic. And another heads up, you know, again, Nolan talked about um, the band coming out earlier. They've been playing till almost 11, if not 11, these last two nights in uh, Atlanta and Tampa. They ended about 20 minutes early in North Carolina shows, but they're going up to that 11 p.m. now. Um, so maybe you'll get some bonus songs and a little bit longer jamming uh, throughout the show. Um, so that's another thing to kind of keep your eyes peeled for, eyes and ears peeled. Um, but yeah, Nolan, it was definitely, um, just fantastic seeing you, everybody else, um, being around you, Brendan, Claire, both Danielle's, um, our kids, uh, you know, my family, uh, all of that stuff, being able to see a bunch of them while we were up there. It was just a great, great, fantastic trip. And, you know, to throw DMB in there obviously makes it, uh, that much sweeter, um, and we're, we're bummed. We're bummed. We've been to this next venue that the band's going to, uh, several times. Um, and my wife and I have definitely been there, I think every time since 2014 or 2015. Um, so Ooh. it's going to stink not being down in West Palm beach, uh, this upcoming weekend. I know. I think very fondly of West Palm beach and one year we're going to have to do it again. Mm. Um, it would be great. My Danielle has not been before, and I think we would all have a great, uh, a great, great time um, at West Palm Beach together. But yeah, next week we will delve into all of that, and man, it's going to be exciting. Be sure to tune in Friday night to that uh, SiriusXM webcast of of West Palm Beach. I wish they were doing the pregame interviews every Friday night, um, but. Seems like that was only the opener, Bruce, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eventually we're just going to have to get the guys on here on the podcast, and we'll just have to ask them all of our questions, and somehow that's going to happen. We don't know how yet, but it will. That would be great. Yeah, I think we definitely need to do that. Um but yeah, Nolan Torbus is rolling on. It is going to go by so quickly. I mean, we're going to have our... Um, fifth and sixth shows of the tour this weekend and then they roll on they go to chicago uh, i mean it's we're it's going it's moving um and they're gonna come rolling through your city um wherever all of you out in podcast land are listening they'll be there soon uh this is a massive tour and you know maybe we'll even see more dates added we saw msg got added within the past week 
um, Ohio as well. So maybe more are coming. It is a massive tour, and hopefully they get to hit all of the dates that they have scheduled. Absolutely, Bruce. So everyone, uh, thank you for listening, and be sure to check us out on our social channels. Uh, we are at Gray Street Pod on Twitter and Instagram, the Corner of Gray Street Podcast Facebook page, and you can email us at graystreetpod at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Open to any suggestions, uh, concerns, critiques, uh, oh, praise, if you want to throw that out. Five-star ratings on Apple would be amazing. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, those are great. It's always great to get five-star reviews um, written out or just f- extra five stars. Um, and then also entertaining when we get the one-stars, which we do have some. So if you haven't read through our <laughs> reviews before, go check out a couple of the one-star reviews that some adoring fans have left. Um, always gives me a smile. And, you know, Same. truly... Just thank you. Thanks for giving us some entertainment um, and for taking the time to spit your nonsense on uh, about whatever it is that you wanted to complain about. There are plenty of things to probably complain about. (laughs) Motivation. No, it's not. not. Uh, The stuff that we've had one-star reviews on, it's not motivation. It's... um, yeah, it, it, we there are plenty of things probably to complain about, but uh, some of the stuff is just like, okay, um, thanks for taking the time out of your day. But uh, yeah, either way, we don't care. It, it's all of this is entertaining, and it's great to hear from everybody, regardless. Because guess what? Whether you wrote a one star or a five star, you were listening, and we appreciate it. Uh, we love all of you guys and gals, and thank you again for listening. Thank you again for coming out and seeing us, um, and we can't wait to see you all at the Gorge. Oh, and yeah, Nolan said, um, you know, come see us at Gorge or come see us other places, all of that stuff, um, and you know, let us know if you have any suggestions. Also, let us know if you're going to some of these shows. Tell us what you're seeing, what you're hearing, um, how it was. Tell us your experiences. We, you know, we want to talk about that. Um, we're just getting back into this, just like the band is. So, you know, we are uh, we're looking for anyone's suggestions on what was a great version of something. Um, what did they do that stood out to you? Let us know. Um, that would be something also cool to add as well. But yes, Nolan, you are right. We have gone on for too long. It is time to wrap it up. It is time for the band to play us on out of here. Thank you so much for joining us yet again. Enjoy the shows that you all are attending. The band is on fire. And we will see you guys next week on the corner of Gray Street.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.